Welcome back, everybody, to the SUP podcast. We're back for season two. The contracts came through, and it's your host, Bryce. And Mason. And Andy. And we're all re-signed. Uh, multi-million dollar deal contracts. Yeah, I, it, it's crazy where we're getting all this money from. Yeah, all, all those real big players. Those advertisement sponsors we incorporate in every single podcast, you know. It's really paying the bills. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. chicken and a biscuit money. Yeah, I mean, we have such a pull. We even got the NFL draft to be in Lambo in 2025. Isn't that crazy? Huge news. Yep. Can't believe we swung that one. I mean, I know we're great, but geez, that's a big step. Yeah, all we had to do was say Noah, Justin, rematch, pregame show, halftime show, and wrap up show. So. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. The NFL basically just said, we can't pass that up. We've got to get that on live TV. Shout out to our boys. Uh, fun little joke. All right. So um, we got a new season. We have some new ideas, new ways. are going to structure up the, the podcast as a side tangent. Can anybody hear my dog barking in the background? No. Nah, bumper's quiet. Okay, cool. Um, but anyways, we have a new <clears throat> new kind of structure we want to lay out the podcast. Um, as it seems, the special podcast episode that we did with uh, my sister and her friends blew up and was a big success. So we wanted to take some core elements from that, po- that podcast and integrate it into season two. So be on the lookout for new and improved. Um, and yeah. We have, a, we have a great season ahead of us this summer. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how you can improve on perfection, but we'll try. <laughs> yeah, ditto. They say it's hard to make a better sequel than the original, but we are indeed going to attempt to do that. All right, and um, I think the last episode published on March 2nd, and it is officially well beyond two months almost three months since we have last posted so what big event has happened so far like what 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 has been going on guys well i myself can say that i have graduated from for you university but i feel like i'm not the only one in this podcast that can say that i indeed did not fail four-year university so i graduated at the end of april at my university, there's a myth, or an urban legend, that if we walked under the clock tower, um, we wouldn't graduate in four years. And I'm here to tell you that I walked under the t- clock tower all four years and graduated as well with a hmm. bachelor in bachelor of science in biochemistry. Wow. Aren't you a trendsetter? Yeah. I don't give power to superstition. That's for sure. <laughs> I was just about to make a corny joke about superstition, like superstition level zero or something like that, but I failed. I don't believe in superstition. Yeah, I am a little stitious. My superstitious. (laughs) (laughs) So kind of bouncing off the idea of graduation, like why, why, like, why do we even celebrate it? Honestly, like I, I get it's four years of our lives, but really it's not as long time spent as we were 
we were in high school. Granted, the, the curriculum is a bit more rigorous, but it's like, I don't know. I feel like there really shouldn't be that much of a celebration for it. Like, often we see a lot of people not walking for it, but yet the majority of us do. It's kind of weird. I was just thinking about that, like, with me personally. Um, I walked simply because I had family optics um, influences, of course. It's a special event in that way that we can talk about. But if it was just me in a vacuum, I probably wouldn't have made the decision to walk. And I'm kind of along the lines of what you were kind of outlining, Bryce. Um, but I don't know if Andy, you want to throw in your thoughts before we talk more. Yeah, I mean, I walked and, you know, it it was definitely kind of a celebration thing. My parents and my uncle came up and spent the weekend with me. But it wasn't anything like our high school graduation where you have a hundred people over to hang out, have a big party or whatever. It was just just kind of hanging out in the hotel room and having some drinks and having fun and talking about the last four years and, you know, what went well and stuff like that. And, and you know, it it is in some ways a big celebration, but in other ways, you know, a lot of people you kind of expect, hey, you start college, you're going to finish college because you're paying for it, you're paying to be here, so. Yeah, I don't know. It, it just felt, for me also, it felt really laid back, like, exactly how you described it i went over to my grandparents my parents's like hotel room and we we just hung out like there wasn't really we went out for eat and you know played some games here and there but it wasn't like i don't know anything crazy um yeah i guess it's a good point that like it's more for the family and uh it's a good i think it's personally a good excuse in quotes not that it should be an excuse to hang out with your family but it's a good like thing to uh you know, encourage family get together, um, which is always good. To your point about it seems like high school is a bigger deal than college in regards. Of course, the education level in college, like you mentioned, is more rigorous. But at least growing up um, along with alongside you guys in a smaller, not not like northern Wisconsin small, but like smaller uh, sized high school and um smaller community aspect it seems bigger of a deal because as you grow up going to middle school and then high school it seems like your family is intimately revolved or involved in your life every day and then you have a bigger community aspect and when you go off into college it's like you haven't grown up yet right you're still living at your parents house for the most part but then when you go to college um, you're kind of on your own and the experience that you have your four years you're not really sharing with anybody unless they was like a fellow friend of yours coming to the same university as you so i feel like that's why it's not that big of a deal at least that's the first thing i think of but yeah and know. if you think about having like a, a college graduation party all of my friends if we were doing it at my house would have been driving from like downstate michigan or minnesota that's like five hours away so it's like I, I would have basically just had another high school graduation party with all the same people I had for my high school graduation, but who didn't spend the last four years at school with me. Right, right. Yeah, that does that does become a weird dynamic that ends up unfolding in a sense. And like you, I mean, but you're also celebrating life, I guess, in a sense. So, um, kind of like diving down into the logistics of it, though. Like, kind of weird that, like, I don't know. If for how your graduations respectively went, like for me and Mason, we're smaller colleges, but for you, Andy, it was a bigger college. And 
like for us for me particularly it was like they just listed every name and then they handed us a blank like holder for a diploma and it said that they're going to mail out our diplomas and that was like kind of made me think like how hard it would it be to actually logistically have the paper ready to go that day and like why don't the grades go in earlier so that they can officially affirm that these graduations are going to go through and that you can get your diploma you know what i mean yeah so i just to clarify my school was the exact same way we got like a placeholder that said in six weeks we're gonna get in uh uh, our actual diploma in the mail or whatever and so i i do think there's two reasons for it number one the grades don't get in fast enough so our finals week ends on friday and then we graduate on saturday so someone could theoretically fail a class on friday and like wouldn't know until saturday happened right so that's part of it for us and uh, you look at a, a university like purdue where they give their seniors basically the last week before graduation off to make sure that something like that doesn't happen but i think the other part of not giving you your degree right away at ceremony is they don't want to have to deal with someone doesn't show up so someone got someone else's degree and now you have to sit there and switch and whatever and make sure all the names are right for the entire ceremony because one person got stupid drunk the night before was hung over didn't show up to graduation and now everybody's off by one name i was saying i was gonna say a lot of what andy said i mean logistically speaking that all could be avoided though like in theory because like for us they just had a table all right they had like or maybe not tables like seven tables lined up in a row and they had like little pronunciation cards for all of us with Mm -hmm. everybody's name that was walking and Mm -hmm. i think that was a that's a clear indicator if somebody's not there and they haven't picked it up like you could be able to you know well Um, so that's that's interesting because they gave us our own pronunciation cards and we had to give them to the announcers as we walked up on stage and then we walked across stage shook people's hands yeah finally got a diploma from the from the the dean of students or sorry the president of the school essentially they did except like we had to find our own card yeah so but then do you expect the president of the school to memorize the three names in his head who are coming off across the stage right now and make sure they're the right person? Like, I don't know. I, I, feel, oh, like that's, yeah. I feel like that's just a lot of pressure to put on one person. If someone doesn't show up, you're like, he has to sit there and make sure for the whole 1,500 names that he's not giving the wrong person the wrong degree. I will say to the point of having the paper ready, like they print out the commencement brochures that they hand out to the guests and it has every single name of the person of or of everybody that's graduating and so why is it in one aspect that the the names can be printed on the commencement page and ready to go even though finals ends less than 24 hours before the ceremony begins but they can't do the same with the individual paper i think that would be an argument supporting that logistically maybe but i think even even the people on like the commencement list like will walk for commencement but haven't necessarily received confirmation that they're graduating i think it's just the people that like apply to graduate yeah 
And that's what I had in mind because it also kind of looks bad if it's like you, you walk across the stage, but then you find out you failed a class. And then what later on, you're going to say that, oh, well, technically you didn't graduate, but then the optics are that you did. You get into the headache of that. Yeah, for sure. So I think logistically they, they could do it and they probably did for a, a period of time, but they just realized that like it creates too much headaches if people don't follow everything perfectly. You're just stuck with whatever happens. And that's why when you mentioned, the, like, for example, Purdue being a big university that gives, you know, students a week to kind of like have all the grades figured out. I think that we're like, obviously it's implemented for a bigger school because you're probably going to run more into that when you're graduating so many more students compared to like smaller campuses like me and Bryce, the ones that we went to. Um, why isn't that implemented at every school is a question that could be asked. Yeah, that's very fair. It's, yeah, I don't know why. It's it's weird, but you know what? Why do we pay so much for a college education anyways? Um, but you know what? <laughs> you know what? You know what this makes me feel? This makes me feel very annoyed, very angry, very... Andy, do you want to just take it away? Great transition. Oh, seamless. So as... Uh... Some in our audience will undoubtedly know I am a very opinionated person with strong takes on very many things. And because of this, I have a lot of things that tend to annoy me. So this is a new section that Bryce came up with to our podcast, which is called Andy's Absurd Annoyance, in which the rules are I get three minutes to blurt out everything about a specific topic that annoys me. And then we have our other two hosts react to it. Am I missing anything, Bryce? No, this is this is exactly how it was framed up. Um, you know, if we ever have a special guest, which we'll probably will, uh, it'll be something that they're get, they might have to be thrown into the ringer or something like that. Who knows? So yeah, so it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, Andy, what do you have for us this week? Well. I am, uh, I, I've actually typed out a script for this week. I'm very prepared. Oh, gosh. Because <laughs> this one gets me really fired up. And I've got my, uh, my little three-minute timer set here. So, uh, once you guys give me the heads up, I will go ahead and let this fly. I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one. Here we go. So back in high school, as some of you undoubtedly know, I worked in the food service industry at a restaurant. I was both a cook and a server. So when I was a cook, I'd make a guaranteed $10 an hour. That was set, whatever, for all the time I was a cook. And then when I was a server, I'd only make $3 an hour guaranteed, but I had the chance to earn tips. Now, some of you might be thinking, hey, this might be a rant against the tipping scheme in general. No. So some days obviously sucked when you were serving. Some days you made like $3 an hour. And some days were really awesome. You made like $20 an hour. But this brings me to my gripe with a new trend in the food service industry. So I think a lot of us have noticed a new trend that the customer-facing card readers at places like Subway and Cold Stone Creamery now have an option to add a tip onto your payment. And this really, really bothers me. Firstly, because 
these workers already get paid more than minimum wage. In most cases, they're getting paid like $10, $11, $12 an hour. And they don't rely on their tips to get above minimum wage. And secondly, I have seen a very, very entitled attitude from some of the employees about this situation. I've gotten a ton of sneers and like looks of absolute disbelief and horror when I don't tip someone for following a recipe and making my sandwich the exact way they're supposed to. Like, there's no recipe when it comes to dealing with customers in a normal restaurant. There's no secret code on how you have to serve people. You've got to be really charismatic and kind and very consistent with your service, making sure people have their drinks filled, making sure people are happy with their food, to get the tips that you earn. And as far as I'm concerned, at a place like Subway or Cold Stone, a robot could make my sandwich or my ice cream the exact same way a person would, and my satisfaction with the experience would be no different at all. So I'm really sick of people acting like it's their God-given right to receive a tip, when all they have to do is ask, what vegetables would you like on your sandwich? I'm done with it, I have not, and I will never tip at Subway or Cold Stone or anything like that. It's a stupid system for people who feel entitled to a tip for doing exactly what their job programmed them to do. And I've got about 20 seconds left, so I'll just say, yeah, this really, really bothers me. <laughs> I hope you guys can tell that, and that's coming through nice and clear. But anyway, Mason and Bryce, have at it. I don't know if this is picking me up laughing, but... Bro. Well, I have to say that I did not know about this topic going into this recording, and I am very glad I didn't, because I absolutely 100% agree with you, Andy. This is just... This is outrageous. It really is. um, The tipping culture, in a way, is gone beyond the point where... Now I've heard that Walmart is offering tips for self-checkout machines. What are we doing? What are we doing with this? And it's a guilt onto us as if we are being disingenuous for not being willing to tip for exactly the reasons that you pointed out, Andy. I just don't want to make a second rant about what you talked about because I agree with it 100%. Um, so I'll just let Bryce say yeah, what he's no, got to say. I, uh, I'm actively in the food industry, um, actively in sort of scenarios that are similar to this um, when I'm not delivering at my current place. Um, And I completely agree. Um, It's, I'm not a person that holds a double standard to it at all. Um, I actually like would rather have the guaranteed pay already into my um, wage. But in my last job, um, and just, I'm going to keep it as vague as possible just for sake of you know um just overall genuine like you know good former employee sake um will say that part of my wage was um in- tied into that machine that you guys would go to so i worked at a place essentially like you know uh, assembly line place like a subway and um my wage had a base pay of i think it, i think i started at twelve dollars um, and then they had this system where we were guaranteed $5 an hour in tips. And if the customers didn't match that $5 an hour in tips, the company would pay the extra money so that you got to that $5 an hour. 
And so the only way that you could possibly make more than what you were getting was if the customers paid over that $5 an hour more. And so this was capped off at 17 for my position and 15 for just a normal sh like production worker. Um, and I remember when they switched over to that, I thought that was absolutely absurdly ridiculous because then it sets a precedent for us to expect our wage to be dictated by customers that are in a traditional setting where exactly your points, Andy and Mason is like, we shouldn't be tipped for it. It really doesn't make any sense. Um, we're performing a simple duty. Um, it's like, if you go to a fancy restaurant, you might tip like the chef. Um, I, I'm trying to think of an instance where I would have ever done it, but I, I can't think of, but I've, I've heard that like, that's a thing that people do. Um, but that is out of like gratitude or expression, whereas this loses that gratitude or expression when you put it on the prompter to do that. And so I'm a huge advocate for putting a little tip jar um, at the end of the lines for anybody that's just feeling generous. Uh, because for me, like that's a part, part of my personality is just being able to tip generously to people. But when you put it on the card reader and stuff, and I kid you guys not, one of my when the boss I had when I first started my position there said, oh yeah, we bring in probably about $5 an hour in tips in this place because we just prompt the card reader to put 15, 15 20 or 25%. Um, and people will always click the first button that says 15% just to get it out of the way, which becomes a almost a manipula manipulation of sorts Um from a psychological standpoint, but there is nothing that you can do against it because people are willingly clicking that button. So yeah, and there is an option for a no tip button, but I don't know how people that. And you know, you see that come up, and it's almost kind of like, oh, is this an expectation sort of thing? Um, but yeah, I, I I'm I'm against it too, um, even though it was tied to my pay. Um, but at the same time, like I can't be overly angry about it because of the fact that the people that have tipped me from those jobs have led me to a very financial, financially successful place for my age. So, um, like, I'm not, like, yelling at it for, like, the good it's done for me, but I'm yelling at it for why we had to make this an expectation, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's, so that's a lot of really interesting points, Bryce, and I guess I, I was never in a situation like yours in which, um, Part of my pay was tied to the tips like for a general crew or whatever so that's really interesting to hear that that was happening within restaurants um as far as like <clears throat> tipping for cooks at like fancy restaurant or anything i i was by no mean a cook at a fancy restaurant but um i did get a tip as a cook one time um and it was because we had had a ton of people come in all at once, and then um, two people had walked in after them, and we got their food out in, like, 45 minutes or whatever, and they were very, very happy with that. So they decided, out of the goodness of their own hearts, to reward us with that. Um, and, you know, obviously I was very thankful, and that goes back to your kind of final point. Like, it, it's one thing where it's like, on a card reader and like oh we expect this to come because you can just press a button and it does whatever as opposed to like someone out of the goodness of their heart taking the time to put it in a tip jar yeah and that's 
like the the place I'm at right now does a really good job at not making that a standard because what we do do is we we have everybody that does credit card transactions have have them sign the credit sheet that does have a tip line on it if they want to leave a tip so that we don't have to have that awkward interaction where somebody asks do you, can we can I leave a tip right, right. Um, but it also is a precedent so that we know that they verified the purchase right and so it's a nice little easy way that's like oh here's an idea if you want if you thought your service was good but you're not expected to do it you know um or like having just a little tip jar right at the front um because i know i had a a customer the other day um came in he didn't seem like he was having the greatest day i made his food incredibly fast and he was so grateful and i was i didn't even i like he i think he ended up tipping pretty nice for it but i was just happy that he like showed me appreciation in his words and that was enough for me but i think i'm a very case scenario in that instance because most people would rather take the money over the compliment but yeah possibly i will say just a just a quick comment like it to me the the standard for me seems to be kind of what you both alluded to the the fact that you have to be paid at a level that is under minimum wage or like something where tips are a big part of your income and you have to be doing something that I myself am not wanting to take the initiative to do. That's why I'm coming to you. So this is why we tip barbers. This is why we tip, you know, waiters, waitresses. Um, a chef might fall under this category, pizza delivery drivers. But when I go to Subway, you're already making at least minimum wage, if not more. I'm standing on the other side of the counter with you and it's just a glass window separating me from being able to reach into those food containers and put the toppings that I want on my sub myself. Like, thank you for doing it. But it's not something that was inconveniencing me as opposed to like sitting down at a restaurant with my family. Like I have no intention of making the food myself. All of that to say, those are the guidelines that I go by. And I think they're pretty solid. And that's kind of what we've been doing up until about five seconds ago with these turnaround computer screens asking for a tip for every little reach into the fridge and yeah, grab the so product two I things want to add on there. Number one, I see tipping as a way of like differentiation between levels of service. And I don't think the differentiation between levels of service exist as much at like an assembly line type place like Bryce was talking about. And then, uh, number two is like, I just want to be very, very clear. I have nothing against like Subway or Cold Stone or any of these places. I really like them and I will keep going to them. This is just something at them that annoys me. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we're not just, we're not boycotting yeah, we, these companies. We, we do <laughs> I mean, I don't know the, the the how their businesses are run or anything, but like we are active consumers of these different products or, you know, former employees of these places. So we like understand, respect and we enjoy these products and stuff. It's just one of these little things that mm, are we trying to avoid things systematically, such as increase in minimum wage, stuff like that, and really discreet, hazy lines or preparing for something as such. So by pushing it onto the consumers, of course. Thank you all for coming to my TED Talk. Yeah, that, was, that was beautiful. I, I think that was a really <laughs> great way to start this segment. Um, yeah, it was, that was beautiful. All right, so the next thing on our agenda, the SUP phrase of the week. So we do, the way we structured the season two is 
we're having it such that we'll have our normal kind of catch up and then we'll have some alternating segments, but we're going to keep um, this kind of catch up portion consistent throughout every podcast. And then we're also going to include the sup phrase of the week, um, which we also have ideas when we run out of phrases or we deem phrases not worthy of expressing on these podcasts um, just for relevance of course um that we have a we have a pool of what we're going to transition to but in light of graduation in light of lifelong let's say journeys and lifelong commitments forced labor commitments um we we want to take this time to recollect on some uh commitments made and so the phrase of the work, the phrase oh. of the week this week <laughs> is, oh no, aspartame, or as Mason likes to call it, say it. No, nope. aspartame. <laughs> All right. So if you haven't, if <laughs> not, not my finest moment, caught on to Mason's reaction to the sub phrase of this week. Um, let me just give you a little insight about it. I have my dictionary right here. So. Aspartame is a noun, originates from a bet, a bet, B-E-T, made by none other than ours truly, Mason, to none other than ours truly, Andy, during a disagreement of the correct pronunciation of the word during lunch, fall of 2015. Its frequency is used randomly. So, I suppose I'll be the one to explain it, right? What is aspartame? Does anybody here know, like off the top of their head? Yes, I do. Would you like me to explain Andy, it? Andy, you want to give the definition? Yeah, 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 you can give the definition. I have it pulled up in this. Mason put it in the dictionary, but yes. So, oh, wait, are you talking about the sub definition or the actual definition? Well, the actual, you can give the actual oh, okay. definition. Yeah, so aspartame is an yeah. artificial sweetener that's used in place of, like, sugar in things like Coke Zero as a low-calorie sweetener. Yeah, and so the SUP dictionary addition to that is, could possibly be pronounced as aspartame rather than the correct pronunciation aspartame. But side effects include an obligation to paying a disagreeing individual $100 in a betting matter. <laughs> so. Let us just mm. put on our, yeah. you know, let's just hop into the teleporting machine and go back. Oh, gosh. What is this? Eight years. Eight years ago now? Freshman year. Freshman year. Mason, yeah. I heard that aspartame is really bad for your teeth. Andy, you mean aspartame? <laughs> Mason, I'm pretty sure it's aspartame. Andy, I'm pretty sure you're wrong. Mason, I will bet you $100 it's pronounced as. Aspartame. Yep. Um, this. So, if you ever find an original copy of the sub dictionary, you'll find that most of the kind of examples in which the words are used are not actually real life events. They're not. They're not historical or narrative in nature. This is not one of those cases. This is actually an actual event that happened, and I, of course, am the unfortunate. Um, I won't say victim of the event because I put it on myself. Um, it, I, the entire backstory is a little fuzzy to me. 
uh, as to why I thought this word aspartame that I've now come to say, but rarely do out of spite <laughs> is now pronounced <laughs> is now it still always will be a Sparta to me. I remember around this time period. Oh, it's probably 2015. Um, where I don't know what it was about. I think either aspartame was like in gum or toothpaste or something. And I think my mom and I were like talking about it, some random event. And my mom pronounced it aspartame. And so I, I know I love my mom and of course, and it's like, well, if she said it aspartame, I'm just going to naturally think it's aspartame. Um, and so I brought that, uh, to the lunch table and of course the boys lunch table freshman year there's quite different kind of conversations that go about but somehow this aspartame conversation comes up and of course i i just talked about this with my mom so i am all confident and i'm but then my friends start using the word aspartame or or i think it was the other way around i i threw out the word aspartame and that's where you know you have the example from the sub dictionary in which andy says no nah, no I, i'm pretty sure it's aspartame and this is the first time I've ever heard anybody correctly pronounce this word. And I don't know why I thought <laughs> I should challenge Andy to an intellectual battle <laughs> at 15 years old in this regard. Uh, but I was like, uh, no, Andy, I think you're just being silly here. We don't want to be silly now. It's it's a Spartame. And of course, Andy's like, no, no, read a dictionary. It's aspartame. I, I'm telling you people. Uh, <laughs> Google is free. It's 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 free for anybody with internet access. You can simply type in the word aspartame and hit the pronunciation, and it will pronounce it for you. And it, it is not pronounced aspartame. But being as foolishly um, confident as I was, I'm like, you know what, Andy? I will bet you a hundred dollars that it's aspartame. And of course, we make bets like this. We say stuff like this, not necessarily meaning what we say. But I was. I meant it when I said this because I was confident and it turns out. Yeah. I'm pretty sure wrong. you had six visual witnesses of a handshake too. Yes. Yes. That is, a, that's the unfortunate <laughs> part for me. So it's not like I could just say, no, nah, there's never happened. No. Um, in the court of law, according to the Bible or whatever, yeah. two or three witnesses. So it meets the criteria. Six is indeed greater than two or three. So um, at the time though, a hundred dollars seemed like a billion. So I was like, <laughs> no, nah, there's no way I'm ever going to, pay this back but here we are eight years later and <laughs> it is so embedded into our minds and culture and i am financially at a point where a hundred dollars hey i'm i'm not saying that i'm like rich or anything but a hundred dollars is definitely affordable um and my conscience is telling me you know what the right thing to do is so stay tuned i i feel like my favorite memory of the aspartame incident was after kyle looked up the pronunciation of aspartame mason kept saying why would the yo play commercial lie to me <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's I like don't the one that. distinct yeah I remember I remember. <laughs> oh yeah I, uh, my mind was going about a mile an hour so of course i don't remember much from that <laughs> michael scott reference yep, but yep, you know maybe. uh no i had a proposition i'm like well Hey, how about this? We go we go double or nothing on this hundred dollar bet and we pick opposite sides on the Noah Justin one v one. Whoever wins that is, <laughs> Dang, takes care these of the are bet. High stakes. 
he just he just pulled the Uno reverse wow. card. <laughs> of course, it's, it's to, Andy's decision. I have the week to think about. Just that? throwing That's, it out there. Ooh, that this could be worth it. <laughs> oh man, we're he's gonna be like he's gonna now. be like he's gonna be like Noah, you're winning, and then he's gonna be like he's gonna move back to Wisconsin just to make sure that Noah <laughs> trains for it. <laughs> Get the get the Rocky music playing and me training Noah. <laughs> oh wow! But I I, I got to say, you know, with this pending um, thing, it it's really kind of expressing how as we get older, um, we're we're getting older, we're getting wiser, you know, we're getting our degrees, we're realizing that a hundred dollars isn't really a whole ton of money. It almost sounds like we're maturing or maybe like if we were playing a video game ranking up Dude, you are smooth yeah that's good that's yeah. good though single but very cute though <laughs> thank you thank you thank you thank you i'll be here all week <laughs> mason next segment <laughs> all right yes as bryce said we have ranked up. If you know me personally, you may know that I like to analyze and oftentimes overanalyze different topics. With that includes ranking systems. For example, during the NFL season, every single week, I will rank all the remaining teams in my Super Bowl contention um, and update that and memorize the list so I can reflect on it each week going into the week. I have a running list of the top 50 NBA players of all time. These are just two examples. Um, that I like to keep track of. So with this segment, I will be bringing to you guys a random topic that I, I believe some will find interesting or perhaps relatable and bring it to you in a ranking order and we can evaluate um, how accurate I am. Um, I can see myself getting a little hot takey-ish with this segment as to, per, to pour in my personal opinion. I don't see that being the case for this first example this week. Um, so let's get right into it. Today, we're going to be talking about the top 10 things that feel illegal when you're doing them, but are actually or perfectly legal to do. And I want to do clarify that all of these things, unless I'm wildly mistaken, are perfectly legal things to do. I do not condone illegal activity. So let's get right into it. Um, we're going to start 10 to 1. So um, this is in order from least to greatest, number one being the greatest. Uh, number 10, if there's any personal subjective opinion of mine on this list, this is probably the one, um, not sh especially as a guy, not shaking a man's hand when you meet them for the very first time. Um, the wrench that gets thrown into this is the COVID pandemic, of course, not wanting to spread germs. There was a period of time with some people that didn't want to shake hands, and I understand that. Um, but for me personally, when I meet a guy for the first time, it just feels kind of awkward, like saying, hey, nice to meet you and not extending my hand. So um, I put that 10 because of the subjective reason. The, the rest of the nine, I think, are going to be pretty, um, pretty agreeable. Um, so we'll go quickly here. Number nine, unintentionally looking at someone's cell phone when they get a notification on their lock screen. Someone will be standing or sitting next to you. Their phone lights up when they get a notification and naturally new light. You kind of just glance over. You're not trying to see what it is, but it like kind of looks, it kind of feels like if the person notices you that you're kind of like snooping in on their life. Um, it just feels like an awkward situation. Um, 
Number eight, I have damaging a book. Again, this might be a little subjective, but I feel like throwing away a book, obviously ripping a page out of a book, um, intentionally damaging it in any way, it just feels like you're disrespecting it in a way. And I'm not saying like every single book is like sacred or like you can't touch them or hurt them, but I don't know. It's just something that I grew up with. Number seven is taking pictures in public with random people in the background of the pictures and they see you taking the picture and like know that you're like taking a picture you might not you're not even trying to take a picture of them but the fact that they know that they are in your picture and it's just kind of an awkward situation where you're like oh i don't know what to do here um i've been in that situation um yeah i have that at seven number six again I had no idea that Andy was coming up with this segment before this podcast, but number six is not tipping at the electronic screen at the checkout, which I personally sometimes um, have no shame in doing as we talked about, but especially early on. um, And some people are this way, which I don't say like, it's not necessarily a bad thing at all. Um, But the fact that like, it's kind of guilted into you. Like, I don't want to tip you, even though you're, throwing it in my face that I should tip um, did not do that feels kind of weird. Um, so I, I acknowledge that. Um, and then we get into the top five here. Number five, driving in front of an ambulance or a police car when their lights are not on. So it's not like they're in a rush to go get somebody. Um, they're just driving like a regular vehicle down the road. But anytime you're just driving in front of one of those cars, it just seems like you're on your guard and like you're getting in their way, even though they have nowhere to go. Just feels kind of awkward. Um, number four, calling a teacher by their first name or specifically calling a female teacher mom as, as a young boy, as a young guy growing up, that's just really weird. Um, definitely unintentional, but just feels like you committed a crime. Number three, playing music or a video in a crowded public area at full volume. Now, there are people that do this without any shame. And to me, that to me, this just seems so chaotic. Like, how in the world do you not feel? It's not like I'm watching or listening to something that I'd be ashamed of, but it's more so just like the respect of other people's privacy and personal space. And to intrude on that is like, I don't know, I just get a little cringed out when that happens to me. Number two is going into a grocery store, going to the bathroom and walking out and not buying anything. Um, this, this is very similar to going into a store with like something in your pocket or in your hand that you have already owned and purchased, but you're walking into the store that sells that same item. And then you walk back out, even though like you already came in with it, but it feels like, I don't know if I'm like stealing this because Somebody might think that. Um, So either of those scenarios, really, just walking into a store and not buying anything, it's like, it just seems weird. Um, Seems illegal, obviously. Uh, That's the title of the segment. And then the very number one spot, which I feel like has been embedded into our generation simply from the generation of our parents. And I don't know if this is true of you guys, but it's definitely true of my parents, is at night driving down the road with the interior car light on Mm. just is like you better stop that or we're getting pulled over is like the biggest crime that is not a crime um and so that's my list i can go over any any comments that we want to talk about any like 
notable mentions at all? <laughs> Any honorable mentions? Um, so the one, I wouldn't know if it's an honorable mention. I struggled with whether or not this is technically a crime, but is when you go into a grocery store, you start eating or drinking a product in the store before you get to the checkout and purchase the item. Um, I don't know if that's tech, like technically a crime, even though you're going to pay for it. Uh, so I left that off the risk list because of that, but that was definitely the biggest omission. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's a crime if you actually pay for it. I do have one that might actually be a crime. I'm not sure, but I know a ton of people who have done it. So you guys know like Krispy Kreme donuts, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, they throw out a ton of their donuts at the end of the night. I know people who go dumpster diving for Krispy Kreme and get, like, mm. five dozen donuts. That definitely feels like it should be illegal. It might actually be illegal, but people do it all I, the time. I don't think so, because that happens with a lot of bakeries and food places. Like, um, in the place I was at for college, it would be Little Caesars, and they would throw out old pizzas. Mm-hmm. And people would just grab a pizza, mm-hmm. like, closing. Um... I had number three happen to me a couple weeks ago. I was getting my oil changed, and this dude just, like, blasting, like, TikTok videos at full volume or whatever. I don't even know what he was. It was just weird stuff. Just, like, crazy random stuff on his phone that he was blasting at full volume and everybody could hear. I was like, <laughs> okay, dude. <laughs> I will say, um, tying that into the graduation topic we had earlier, I guess another omission, but it's kindly re- kind of related to that. In the graduation ceremony, it wasn't my own graduation ceremony, but it was one that I attended earlier in the day. Uh, they were doing the um, national anthem, or not the national anthem, it was the, the colors. The You stand up for the colors of the flags as they march it up to the stage. And some older lady in the crowd had her cell phone go off playing Michael Jackson music. And that, that seems like a crime when it's like your cell phone goes off in a completely silent, respectful room. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I should have put that one on there in hindsight, but see that that's interesting because there is, I don't think they're illegal, but um, I do remember learning a lot about things that feel like crimes to me now because of like how you're supposed to respect the flag coming out and stuff so for the example like when the flag's being presented you're supposed to be sta- you're supposed to be standing already you're supposed to be standing through the entire national anthem you have to you have to have your hat off you have to um you can you can have your hands or you can have your hand over your heart, but you can have them at the side. You're allowed to sing it, but you can't clap if you choose to until the flag is retired, mm-hmm. or you're not yeah, supposed technic- to clap at all. And and technically, it's like, is any of that a crime? Yeah. It's just like it's just it a is. weird like, or it's like a respect thing that I think I, I can't remember, but I learned it at uh, Badger Boy State. Um, mm-hmm. Which kind of brings me to the kind of to a point at my graduation where I looked around at the people and like when we were singing, n- not many people had t- taken off their like caps for the national anthem, mm-hmm. which made me feel really weird inside. But I recognize that mm-hmm. some people had put that on and it took them like an hour to put it on. So, yeah, 
it was kind of weird. It was the first time I had ever seen people not take off their hat for the national anthem. Yeah, I feel like even so, like Mason, even if I'm like at a gas station and I buy gas and then I go inside to use the bathroom, I still compulsively feel like I have to buy something inside because it's like part of the gas yes. station. Yeah, I've seen that too, or I felt that too. I've even been to a gas station where it says you're not allowed to use a bathroom unless you buy a product from the store. And that yeah, is that's, crazy. That's, that's that's a little crazy. But I just still, like, feel like I have to buy a drink or, like, jerky or something from inside. Yeah. The, the one thing I was wondering, like, right when you told me about this, there's one that I had really particularly, and this pertains mainly, this pertains to men, is if you have multiple urinals in a bathroom where you're able to have a urinal in between you when you go to use the bathroom, you have to leave that urinal in between you. Yeah, where was that on this list, Mason? Very, very... Yeah, that is a... That was a miss. That was for sure a miss. That was a very... Um, I take responsibility for that one. No, it's okay. It was just like something I was like, wow, like this, this feels like a hate crime. Like if I came into a bathroom pulled up next to two guys that did well this is also um assuming there's no dividers too so um yeah you can get away with the divider a little bit but it's still weird if there's multiple if there's multiple options like more than one away and you still go to the one directly next to it yeah i've heard and i could be wrong but i've heard the same dynamic happens in female bathrooms as well why i don't understand but yeah Mm. but anyways that was that was a fantastic list. I honestly could agree with all of them. Um, I didn't have any. I thought the not shaking hands thing was like acceptable um, because every time I go to meet somebody, I'm throwing out a hand, like you know, mm-hmm. like chopping off my arm and throwing it. Out. No, I'm just kidding. But like you know, going to <laughs> give give him a handshake. Um, but it's also like it also feels like a crime if you give him a like a loosey goosey handshake too. You know. Oh, like yeah. you go in there and just like yeah. noodle. No, it has to be like a, a firm handshake. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, definitely need a good firm handshake. If you if it's guys you know, like if it's you guys, definitely need a bro hug. But other than that, mm-hmm. handshake for it's sure. The, yeah. What is it? The there's levels. The, like the handshake that comes into the hug and yeah. smack the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull yeah. in, big hug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I was never taught how to do that. It's just something you naturally learn and like everybody comes to know it. Yeah, for sure. You see it. And then as a guy, you can just do it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Well, that's all we have for the podcast this week, everybody. I hope you enjoyed. Um, We are posting this uh, a week from when we are um, recording it. So uh, everything that you guys will hear is going to be a week old. I think that's how it works. Yeah. A week old. Um, just to allow us to have more time flexibility to record um, and get a quality product up for you guys to our standards. Um, and yeah, so uh, we'll have a Q&A um, at the end of the episode. Um, please let us know what, what you liked, what you didn't like about this podcast, um, with particularly highlighting the two new segments. Um, we will have a new segment every week. And yeah, we have some exciting episodes coming up. Uh, super super excited to record this summer um yeah that's all um it's been bryce and mason and andy we'll see you next time